Hey, and welcome to another week of the Rugby Report Car. Uh, with me this week is Jimbo Jones. How are you this week, mate? Yeah, real good, Richard. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Up and about the Tars, uh, even though they lost, uh, up and about the fact that they played well and looked like a team in uh, uh, that's going to progress well throughout the year. So, uh, now looking forward to chatting that game. And Blake, how are you today, mate? Uh, I'm all right, mate. A little bit under the weather, but <clears throat> other than that, pretty good. Pretty good. Very excited. See the Brumbies top of the table. Uh, leading the try scoring charts for the competition. Everyone said, all, all we do is more. Well, have a look at us now. Yeah, you, oh, scrum- you, yeah, you scrummage more than line out. Yeah, that's uh, the, the trifecta of, of effectiveness down in Canberra. Yeah. Um, good weekend of rugby. Again, boys, some excellent rugby plays and close games as well. I think, uh, I know we'll get to game by games in a minute, but how do you feel? Gatlin coming on in the last minute, pretty much a last stanza to kick the winning goal, and you bloody miss it. So, but I'm sure we'll get to the Chiefs later on as well. Do you want I'm to start? Sure we Look, if I, I I thought it'd be remiss of us not to mention the King. It's a sports podcast. We dabble with cricket. Um, I don't think any of us could say anything original, so we won't do a uh, a long rant or discussion, but just. What a privilege and honour it was to watch Shane Warne. Um, I imagine you boys obviously probably got to watch him live as well some stage in your life and, and just get to watch him on TV and and just how unapologetically Shane Warne he was. Um, he is the definition of an Australian icon and um, a really, really sad weekend for Australian sport. And I just thought it would be remiss of us not to, to touch on it. Um, I don't want to harp on it because... There's nothing we can say that that's more profound than anyone else, but it is amazing how much sports players can touch you. Um, and someone like Warney with all these flaws, I think it's just what made him so admirable. So that's it. That's my little Shane Warne rant over. Any of you boys want to add? Yeah, I think from my point of view, um, I think it was we were indoctrinated from a very young age to, to hate Australian sportsmen and women because we were just never as good as them, genuinely, when I was younger. But there was something about Shane Warne, not only because of his elite level performance, but as you said, his um, his larrikin nature, his likability. That was there was something about him that that uh, that drew you to him. So yeah, as much as as I say, he ripped England to shreds many a times. There was uh, it was definitely a sports sportsman that I looked up to and uh, wished I was as good as him. So um, you know. Obviously, sad time. And there's that one story, and I just love it, the English crowd just destroying him on the boundary. Um, and then he turns to them, and then they start just singing, we just wish you were British. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> it just, just look, you know people who've, who've had meetings and exchanges with him, and, and no one has ever said a bad word. If, if I had to list top five people to have a schooner with, SK Warren would certainly be in that list. Um Jim, any thoughts? It's not even necessarily about the sport with me. Like, yeah, he was excellent, 100%, one of the best cricketers going around. But it's just how present he was on everything that I consumed, with the cricket on all through the summer. I follow him on Twitter, Instagram, always check in, just seeing what SK Warren's doing. I watched that Amazon doco of him literally two weeks ago. Um, and you just sort of took for granted his expertise and, and just how quickly something like that just changes and it just shatters you. You know, we all walk around like, you know, like everything's forever, but it's just not. And that was really hard to deal with. 
Mm. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Even as a commentator, half the time you disagree with him and it, it'd frustrate you and do your head in. But he was just so brutally honest. Mm. Um, it's so nice. Everyone else is so polished. And I think you you almost need his stock to do that. Like we can do that on this podcast, be brutally honest, but we've got no stock. We've got no, there's nothing to lose for us. We're not hanging out with the with the Wallabies after their loss. Shane Warne is, and he could do it because he was just such a fucking alpha. Um, he could just say exactly what he thought and who's going to disagree with the king. Um, I just loved it. I loved everything about him and, um, yeah, it's a terrible shame. But with that, <coughs> this is a rugby podcast, boys. So shall we jump over and talk some rugby? Um, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like we've been going against the grain the last few weeks. And you two boys are proud blue, yellow, and white running through your veins. So we just start at the bottom again as we did uh, we did last week. That sounds like quite the plan, Richard. So the uh, Brumby Stars. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to catch this one live. Um, caught a full replay of it today, which was great. But God, something something disappears in rugby when you um, don't get to watch it live. It's every um, sport. Yeah, it really is. It, it really, really is, which is kind of ironic, a history teacher saying that. Right. Um, but, but there's something really, really missing from it. Uh, but, again, watching it back, the Brumbies are just an operation. They're a well-oiled machine, aren't they? They, they do a lot of things right. I felt like they left a lot of points out there. Um, they defend really well. I'm very happy with the way they're playing. Um, I think the real story is how quickly this Waratah side has improved under Coleman. Yeah, I think I would just build on a couple of points that you said there. I think we uh, we harp on about set piece a lot, quite rightly, with the Brumbies. And I know you mentioned the top tries for us, but I was I was really impressed with the uh, with the defensive press from the Brumbies in this game um, and the rush defence and and how they. Um, um, targeted Will Harris a little bit with his with his running and also his cover defense their cover defense at times was exceptional within the game. So um really impressed with the Brumbies defensively in the game. Um but to counter that I would also say there's a lot of positives to come out from from the Tars as well because I would agree with your point. Coleman's building something there. And I liked uh, when Harrison came on at 15. Not that I'm shitting on um Newsom too much but Didn't I didn't know he was on the field, Richard. Yeah, um I liked that uh uh, that double arc, you know, with Donaldson and Harrison on there. And um, and the fact that Parisi got his hands up, we talked about Parisi getting his hands on the ball a little bit more last week. And he did this week and he looked so dangerous um, when he had a bit of broken field. Yeah. Tizano coming on at 21 and doing that last run mm. was no good. I saw Newsom then. He was the first dude to grab him and go, don't worry, man. <laughs> don't worry, man. It's all good. It's just yeah. what we do here at the Tars. Yeah. Every now and then we do something heap shit. It's all right, man. <laughs> but you know what? They, uh, with, the, with the Tars, though, talking about the, the bench did better this week, though, I thought, than they did last week. You know, uh, even the front row made a bit of a, I wouldn't say difference. Uh, that's, that's a lie. But they, they did better than last week. They're oh. still not a 23. I still stand by that statement last week. They still don't have the 23 to win, perform at the highest level. But they did better this week um, than what they did last week. Yeah, I think week. so. I think, uh, 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 Jim, please. Well, I think what we're what we're seeing here is that the forwards here at the Tars are actually fucking in and doing some work mm. and not letting a, a chip at the shoulder or a chip at the knee, a couple of points scored against them, bring their belief in themselves down. They're mm. really playing like they can fucking match it with the best of them, and they can. And yeah. even Gamble. Gamble holding up, put Valentini in a smoothie in one of the opening plays of the, the game. Mm. Held him up. No one knows where he was going. 
just some outstanding strength, some body on the line stuff, and all the boys were there to help him too. It was interesting. That's really oh, I'd, I'd take a punt on Gamble. Hey. That's terrible, man. Um, um, can I just say it was interesting tactic, though, from the Chargers because they, they clearly went to that uh, kind of the, the held-up tackle, uh, which was intriguing because once you collapse it, it would then go into a scrum, and they were clearly on the wrong end of the, the calls. I thought Nick Berry was very questionable at times. Um, I, think I thought Nick Lange, Berry thought, was very Mario Kart reffing the last 20. He was and, and, and when you said the Tars bench played well, I think they did, but I think the game... It was like he was trying to make it competitive in the last 20. Maybe. I, I just felt that like he was trying to maybe make amends for the first half where he was very, uh, very harsh, particularly at the scrum. And that's what goes to my point. They were holding the ball up a lot to try and get the scrum. And they were being, being pinged on the scrum, sometimes fairly and sometimes very unfairly. So it was an interesting tactic. But um, I'm excited to get Swinton back in here. I know. I can't believe I said that. Because Sinclair's okay, but it adds a little bit more Swinton. And mm. Sinclair's uh, a club rugby player. What are you talking um, about? He's yeah, he's, nice, man. No, um, he's no good. In the honour of the king, let's call it out. It's this week. Sinclair's a club rugby player, and there's five other club rugby players in that side. They're punching above their weight right now. Um, yeah. They're playing some good football. Parisi was outstanding, every bit of Wallaby. Um, and I'm very excited to hear he's probably going to re-sign uh, with Australian rugby. But... Yeah, they're just a couple of players short. Look, Hooper and Beal coming back into to the Tars. Harris, probably, yeah, I agree with you. Richard Harrison playing 15 is certainly, uh, they looked better when he was on the park. There's things happening there at the Tars. There's something to get excited about if you're a Tars fan. Just need to get rid of some of those those culture ruiners. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Hey. hey, they're there. As if Newsom's contributing to that culture, mate. He was the captain, wasn't he? he does, yeah, why? he definitely is. Why? He's setting, he the tone. he's setting the tone, so mate. Funny. He's the last dude you'd turn to in a struggle, in a crisis. He Lead us him. out of this Newsom, especially when you've got characters such as Harris, Gamble, Parecki. They're the ones you turn to in a crisis. Uh, oh, Donaldson. Donaldson's our captain in the dude's half his age. But, but, you know, I left here last week going, like, what's his name? Um, Hamid, no. Harry Wilson, sorry, just like, man, what a poor dude. You watch the two eights battle it out this week and he doesn't really have a spot, does he? Who? Uh, Harry guy. Wilson. I jumped to, I'm just commenting Harry. on the number eights here. Oh, you've confused. I, I, thought, good. I thought Harris was exceptional for the Tars. Yeah. I thought, That's what I, I'm I, saying. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was exceptional. Oh. I thought Valentini was even better for the Brumbies. Even better. Yeah, no, I know he played six. I know he played six, but I guess you see more as an eight for the Wallabies. I, do. I thought I thought Valentini was dominant, physical, and his work rate was immense too. Um, I thought it was very, very impressive. I saw one of those clips of Warren Gatlin's speech, and it was when he first took over the Welsh team. Harsh, but he said to them, we mightn't have as much talent as them, but let's do everything that doesn't require talent better than them getting up off the ground, getting back in the D-line, chasing kicks, backing up after a pass. Um, and I saw that stuff by Valentini, getting up off the deck, making a tackle and then making another tackle, then being in the next breakdown. I saw that work rate and I think that's what we wanted to see from him. So I'm getting excited for Valentini and I just wanted to walk, walk in that Gatlin speech. I thought it was cool. Yeah, you've been doing your research, man. You've been doing some preparatory work for this. Had so. he's, had a, he's had a full week <laughs> off school. What else is he I've had doing? time. All right, Jim. Uh, 
Next up. Um, talking, just just going to say one uh, this last thing. I, I agree with your point on uh, Valentin. It'd be interesting to see what that back row combination looks like in a few weeks' time. Um, but the kid who came off the bench for uh, for the uh, for the Brumbies got two very important uh, steals as well. So, um, Rima, Luke Rima, Rima. yeah, that's a name you can um, get him, behind. Oh. Um, he um, he impressed me when he came on as well defensively. So some real good stocks in that in that Brumbies uh, shed. So I'm really excited to see Pollard come on. He was a big rugby league star, and then they uh, stuck with rugby. Um, despite having league contracts thrown at him, and he spent two years in the McKellar Nursery, um, and now he's finally breaking through. I think he's going to be an exceptional hooker, um, and I can't wait to, for him to get a couple of years under his belt and see what he turns into. I was actually talking to someone who was a um, former Vikings player, 60-plus games, um, in and around the Brumby squad, so was coached by McKellar. Um, and I asked what was McKellar like, and they told me the day that they got dropped for Henry Spate for the Vikings final. McKellar, the male, was just a very serious man, a very serious man. I can see that. Can I just say, this is the most amount of research I think you've ever done. I'm just dropping knowledge, boys. This, this preparation is just outstanding, man. Like, what are you doing? Uh, Who yeah. are you? Yeah, Show up man. each week like this. Wouldn't you boys like that? Anyway, let's get into the other games because, boy, do I have a lot to say about them. Um, okay. No, Tars Brumbies, <laughs> obviously a, a, a huge game on the calendar, a huge game for Australian rugby, um, and it's just been a little down the last few years with how piss poor the Tars have been. So it was nice to see it a bit more competitive, but it never really felt in doubt, did it? Yeah, I got. I, uh, it was the hope that kills you. I thought at one point they were going to get close, and then it was just the. the uh, I think they were Tars were in an attacking position, got turned over, and the. the oh, I guess. I guess I watched a replay, so it was probably never in doubt. <laughs> um, uh, do you want to jump to the Canes, the Highlanders? Though uh, close game, this one, but uh, I think the Highlanders show that uh, they they can keep the ball, retain the ball a lot, but. Uh, the Canes just proved that they are a lot more clinical uh, when they have possession of the ball, you know. Uh, um, and I think 21-14, yeah, it says it was close, but not it wasn't as close as what the score suggests. Yeah, a little bit of inconsistency with selection here from the Canes. And look, I'm not across as to why, but uh, I felt that sort of hurt them. I thought they had some momentum coming out of last mm-hmm. week's game and then they just picked a different lineup. I know. And it's been, I understand why they picked Proctor because they, they always talk about him being um, oh, it's Billy, the uh, Billy Proctor, someone who's going to you know do really well. But I don't, I didn't think he uh, he played as well as he, he has done in the past. And uh, Bailey Sullivan, I was talking about him last week again, could have done better. So I think you're right. That continuity, I think if you if you could keep those uh, combinations together, I think that's always going to improve. And yeah, and it was going to be Garden Bashup on Garden Bashup, but I reckon Julian Savi has come in here and went, hang on a second. You rewind the clock four years ago. I had a meat pie. People called me fat for a year. <laughs> Told me I had to lose weight to don a jersey. And now this, look, look at the dude running on at 10. <laughs> What's doing? All I ask is for some consistency around here. <laughs> Bench him for a week. Um, look, it was wedding season, boys. I only caught the nine-minute highlight. Um, and I, I love stand for it. But I tell you what, it robs you of getting any feel for the game, though, doesn't it? Mm. Get, you jump yeah, on that no, twenty-five minute one. Yeah, even that, even that doesn't do it justice. You get some momentum. It. Yeah, I like mm. it. Yeah, you're right. Momentum is good. The thing about the uh, the Blues game, talking about momentum, I think this was uh, 
a real seesaw affair because the Chiefs went up early. Then obviously the uh, the Blues part on their point. Chiefs come back. They thought the Blues were going to then throw it away with then the Gatlin kick to win it at the end. Uh, or bring Gatlin and obviously missed. So uh, a bit of a thriller up at all, uh, over in Auckland. Yeah, this was the Rugby Report Cards Game of the Week this week. New segment, Game of the Week. <laughs> oh, I like that, Jim. Oh, that is outstanding, Jim. We're going to have to go back through the weeks and do the pre- – I'm going to I'm gonna jump and do a quick round two. This, this is game – last week, Game of the Week was obviously the Blues Canes, Belto. Got to be. That was Game of the Week. Stars yeah. Reds was outstanding in the wet, but I'm going to have to give it to the Blues Canes. Uh, Richard, round one, what was your Game of the Week? Uh, first of all, um, I didn't read this in the uh, pre-recording notes, which yeah. we send around all the time. Um, you can't so let, get on just, top of that. Oh, sorry. Uh, for me, I'd say the uh, it was the Seder's Canes game, 42-32. I think that was a yeah, pretty good game first uh, round one. Game of the week, I'd say. Game of the week. Game of the week. I there you have it. it. There you have it. N- nothing more <laughs> needs to be said. Just game of the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, all right, so following from, from the game of the week, which was a great game, um, let's go up to the next one, which then becomes, who's the game before that? Force Reds, boys. Force, Force Reds. Reds. Oh, Ooh, lot to talk about here. Lot to talk about here. Do you know it's, what? Yeah. Can I just say, um, before we get to the, the Rebels, who uh, let me down again, never tipping the Rebels again, uh, surprised by this game, Force. Uh, I, I tipped the Force, actually. And I think it's the best I've seen the Reds play for a while. James O'Connor was played very well in this game. James O'Connor was bloody exceptional. And I know, Jim, you've been shitting on him for two years on this podcast. You're just objectively wrong. Granted, he hasn't played well for the Wallabies since he's returned, but Jesus, he plays well for the Queensland Reds. Look, I'll put my hand up when I am wrong. I'm the one who penned that tweet. I was sitting there half cut thinking, Jesus Christ, he's actually quite good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He he just looks... uh, like he's international class and a lot of the other players out there aren't. Mm. Like it I looks love- like it's a step below him the way he played on the weekend. I think what I put it down to in my in my stupor was um when he has the time and the defense breaks down, that's when you want JOC running onto it. But against real quality opposition, not that the force aren't quality opposition, but the defense doesn't break down as often as that. So when he takes a hit up, he usually just gets a bit manhandled in the ruck, in the tackle. So when he, if he's patient enough and it does open it up, which we did see it happen in this game, he's very threatening. I think it's um, just to build on your point, it's front football and, ter- and keeping a hold of the possession, consistency going, you know, ruck after ruck after ruck, having confidence in your forwards. We talked about that last week, maybe missing Chupo, I know he didn't play, but having the confidence for those forwards to set the platform. So not only when it's a bit looser, but also when um, the forwards are getting in the the uh, the go forward, as they would say, I, I, I think that's just, a real big thing. Boys, I think we've just got to give it up to this red side. They've um, been inconsistent, in, not yet. No, they've played in pouring rain every single week. They've had half the team injured. They've had their best player injured. <clears throat> Doesn't matter, mate. They they've haven't been the, game of the week yet. They've been had, a part of game of the week. They haven't been game of the week yet. They've had the captain out. They've had their other captain out. The, the, like they are playing without three of their best players every single week. Vudavala is on 700k a year, just having Scooby Doo's by the beach. Their capital city's flooding and they just keep finding a way to win. What's actually, going on with that Vudavala thing? What is that? Is he injured? Yeah, what's yeah. he doing? He might go back to league, mate. You get paid for nothing right now, champion. Just stay where you are. He's on that Quade Cooper dollar. 
So just to confirm, is this who, like, is every week you swing off someone, Blake? Is this week you're swinging off? Who are you swinging off this week? And the whole Queensland Reds team? Or uh, I, think, I think it's Parise, James O'Connor. They're my front runners this week. Um, and it's yeah. who's not so many get off. And I've been on them firmly planted for a good two or three years. So I've been absolutely on those nuts for two or three years. Like and are, you, good, are you getting off like the nuts? Good, or are you getting I'm, the nuts I'm, off? I'm getting off the. That's funny. I'm getting <laughs> off the nuts. I'm getting off the nuts. Um, I hope he doesn't but, get a bit salty. And it could be the first time. And I know you guys have been off the nuts before. Jesus, who's nuts are these men? Just oh, say it. You even, I think you've got anaphylaxis there for a while, Jim. Um, Jordan Bataille. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. He's just a problem. Like, he's just, what you, he's just every game, he kicks out and full, fucks up a tackle, drops the ball, looks like he's injured 400 times. For the first time ever, just give me a consistent winger. Yeah. Just, what's he doing? I, f- like, I find him frantic. The, his playing style is like, Fuck, mum's home. I've done none of the chores. Yeah, that's exactly that's what, what it, looks it is. Like, yeah, it's like mum's trains just pulled up. I've got eight minutes, but I'm going to finish this this race and grand tour. I've got a sink of dishes, clothes on the line. The dog's not been fed, and mum's home in two. Yeah, and he slips over whilst trying to, do, and it looks like he's going to do it with three to go, but he doesn't <laughs> quite get there. No, hurts himself in the process. The job doesn't get done. Um, I just thought he was the one bloke putting the Reds under pressure with the errors. Um, so that's who's nuts I'm off. But who's nuts I'm on is the Queensland Reds as a club. Um, I actually think it's very, 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 very impressive. If you look at the Brumbies, they've won every game, leading the tries. Yes, Brumbies, love you, boys. They haven't left Canberra. They haven't mm-hmm. had a major injury, um, touch wood. Um, and they've played they've played the bottom feeders, let's be honest. Oh, that's harsh, man. Um, I mean, everyone's playing the bottom feeders. This Australian conference. Um, but the, 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 Red, the Reds have played much stiffer competition. Um, they've played it against all odds, and I just thought I thought they would tire. I thought the war of attrition, the travel, all the trauma they've been through would eventually get to them, and they just look like a polished rugby side. Uh, and if you're a Reds fan, I, I think you can get behind that. And, and I just think two blokes that don't get the recognition, but people keep saying that, so they're eventually going to get too much recognition. It, it's... Hamish Stewart and Jock Campbell, they're just a very good 12 and 15. Mm. Strike me as the type of blokes that will never be in Wallaby conversation for some reason, but Jesus, they do a job. Jock needs to put some weight on, um, but I think he's, he's – I think Hamish Stewart, no, but I think Jock Campbell, there might be a space. We're all, we don't have a fullback, mate. We just don't. Someone please put your hand up so you, we can't not pick you. That's what it's like. Hush I have to say – not really. Um, so uh, I think we also need to. I, I agree with that with that sentiment, but I also think you need to pay a bit of credit to the to the back row as well. I thought Mac Wright and, and talked about Uru making a difference when he came on last week, but Uru and Mac Wright, Mac Wright particularly made a difference. I thought this week. So I think they're their pack, and I'm just focusing on the back row at the moment. I think they they need to get a little bit more credit than what than what they're getting at the moment too. Absolutely. Um, and for the force, I kind of think they blew this one. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think they are there when you look at the two teams on paper. I think we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. So like, just, let, let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. You're picking a, a 15 out of these 30. How many force are making it? Well, according to, you know, a source that I have, uh, apparently last weekend, Pasatoa was the Wallaby 10. So 
Uh, he obviously yeah, has Tim Horan's an idiot. Yeah, just was it too- <laughs> no, that's who he was swinging off last week. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. my bad. So, probably, yeah, Tim Horan, you idiot. <laughs> um, yeah, not many. If you pick it a combined, uh, combined 15, yeah, not many. Yeah, picking Roger, and that's about it, really. Let's be honest. Yeah, it is. Uh, and maybe Matali on the wing for the Crusaders. He's a freak. <coughs> but he, if yeah, the Crusaders wing in the place of the force. Yes. Mm. Um, but if if we're we're not going to get through this game and ignore Hunter Paisami's yellow card, that was utter filth. <coughs> what is wrong with this sport? That's the best tackle I've seen in five years. That is the shit you put on billboards. That is the shit that gets people excited and you put in advertisements. You do not send someone off for that. What is doing? I've got, I have I went like four weeks without mentioning cards. That is an utter disgrace. Can I, I, just, I couldn't just, find one person who was in favour of it. It was oh. it actually, it's actually this weekend actually led to your, gives uh, extra energy to your argument about lack of consistency because it actually reminds me back in that Brumbies Tars game there was a there was a couple that were really questionable as well uh, knocks to the head so it just continues that argument about even though it's supposed to be objective and there's so much level of subjectivity to it it it, it, does, it is really disappointing so um, I'm agreeing with you in on this occasion and just not only the card just the fact that we didn't get to enjoy that we didn't get to enjoy the hit. In the words of SK Warren, sometimes you've got to tell the fun police to fuck off. Um, and this is just the fun police for me. Fun had broken out in a game of rugby and all of a sudden, stop the game, make it boring. Um, Jesus, it pissed me off. Um, and that brings me to the same sort of thing in the Fiji Drew game when they scored their first try. They're like, doot, 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 fun police. Let's bring it back. Try and find something boring. Um, ah, anyway, rant over. I'll yeah, promise, I'll promise just the something. nerds trying to get even, man. Don't let it get to you. It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, to, uh, to use a strategy from the past, by the way, um, so frustrated with that team that, that, that Fiji played. Can we just not talk about them for a little bit? You know, they've cost me, you know, Two points in this tipping competition, this team from another state. I'm very disappointed. What is going on right now? Like, I want to celebrate the Fijian first-time win in Super Rugby. Outstanding, you know, the heart they showed, the, that counter-attack try from open play down in the corner was outstanding. But come on, that other team from... Yeah. So, so the other team... No, the, Rebels, the Rebels picked Don't use their name, Jim. Don't use their name, Jim. Oh, sorry. Sorry. What's wrong with you, man? Yeah. They 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 picked a team of bums, right? There's a lot of names in there that I didn't even know. Yeah, and injury that, injury didn't help them, but still. Yeah, yeah, figure it out, you know? That's what the pre off season's for. But just absolutely zero skill. Just zero. There was so much dropped ball here that it's embarrassing. Mothers should be apologising on behalf of their... their yeah, letters, <laughs> letters, letters in parents, I think. Um, no, the nameless team, because we will get to the draw and they, their first win ever, historic, deserve all the props we can give them. But the nameless team, um, 18 injuries in the squad. So first thing, whoever's your strength and conditioning coach, fire them. It's round three, champion. What is Man. doing? Number yeah. two, 
Don't okay. fire your head coach, who is a proven super rugby quality coach. He left. And hire the assistant. Yeah. No he, he left, didn't he? No change at all. Mental. And then, I honestly. He got honestly. one look at the SNC and went, ooh. I'm not in. Jesus, that'll be a lot of injuries. Um, and then have a look at have a look at the team. Like I'm not kidding. I I, I still quite enjoyed this game because I was so excited to see the drill win. It was the quality of first grade subbies, and I'm not I'm not taking the piss. There is not a single player in that Rebels team on current form. Can I just say yeah, just, just number four? I won't okay. I won't use his name. Number four is a quality player. I'll give you that. And then there's two or three others that either have been a quality player or have the potential to be quality players. But the vast majority of that 23, the vast majority of that 23 are club rugby players. They do not make another super rugby team. Um, and if you wind the clock back 10 years, they don't even make Sydney Uni first grade. And I'm not even kidding. Like they're just, it's the squad isn't there, right? And now put all their injuries back in, it's a different conversation. But that's just a shit team on paper. So we can shit on the way they play. The yeah. Structures. They, they simply don't have the personnel. It's, it's a shit team playing year. like shit. It's yeah. a shit team playing like shit. And they're, they're, do you remember the start of last season, mate? They couldn't cross the line to save their bread. They were just chipping away at threes, and we were like, maybe that's the way that they're going to win. They didn't win. And then they found some form at the back end through some standout performances and some genuine form from some recruited Rocks players. That aren't like, there, Corabetti. That Corabetti. aren't there. Yeah, big, big, big form. Um, and then they're back. I don't know what they were expecting. What kind of offseason was this? What were they expecting? I think um, just to build on your point, you're talking about what, what kind of season were they expecting? I think. The coaching needs to change. I'm not an advocate of sacking someone, but it sounds like you are. But just to go back to your point, like there needs a new voice, even if Jeff Parling needs to get rid of it. So they need a new voice because to miss 25 tackles, to be outrucked uh, by an extra, what, 20% or whatever it was, uh, that's just not good enough. For Here's the crazy stat, Richard, out-scrummaged. Yeah. You know, it's there's, there's a number of stats that there you could pick out, you know, that are just... Shows you that it's not only it's not only heart, but it's actually a, it's an inability to be be coached properly at the moment, and it goes back to that identity. But you know, so it needs a it needs a reset. And I go back to my point last week. I think this 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 team from the other state is now uh, it's now worse than last year's time. Yeah, I talk a lot about culture, <laughs> and what I'm seeing in this team is I think some of the worst culture to be walking around professional sport in in today in 2022. Some of the worst you would have looked at in the last decade. Oh, I you, how does a team? How does a team like get uh, with years of more prep time than the Drua? Right, this is a team that's been building for a number of years. Second chances, some real good brains gone into that club and put together some great ideas. You know, built a culture for it to fall so fast and so quickly. Um, they have to. There's no explanation. Their training sessions are nowhere near the quality or intensity that we must be seeing from other clubs around the league. It just can't be. You can't field a performance in a team like this if Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're showing up and having smiles on your face. Um, we'll talk about it later, cohesion. I think cohesion is the other word you're looking for. None of these boys come from the same feeder clubs. None of, the, none of these boys come from the same states. They seem to be the most transient team ever. 
Like, you go back a couple of years, it's Genia and Quade Cooper. A couple of years before that, it's Cipriani and Nick Fibbs. Um, they are so transient in who's playing in, in different positions. Um, you've got to ask yourself, I agree with that sentiment, but you've got to ask yourself why those players are transient. Why don't they want to stay there for the long run? Why don't they want to create, to use Jim's favourite word, culture and build a, um, uh, a team? I think everyone I named was a knob. <laughs> <laughs> they were uh, when they're at the rebels. Um, no, no, I think the problem is there's no there's no pathway or feeder into the rebels. Um, and I don't know anything about their under twenties program, but unless that shit is bulletproof, there's no players in Melbourne. Um, so they're always going to be picking up the scraps of off other states, um, or buying players once you're at the end of a contract at the top of their price. Um, so I, I don't know. Just the, I don't see the foundations here right now. Um, and throughout the years, they've always at least signed well, whether that was Corabetti, whether that was Quaid, whether it was Genia, whether that was was it Delve at number eight back in the day or Sterling Mortlock. They always had players that were up to it. Um, this team is not up to it. But in their defence, they're the walking dead. There's, there's no Shelf one. Them. There's no one fit and playing. A full-strength stre- full Rebels wins this game comfortably, but I don't know if they do much more than that. And I, no, think I should, I should have used their name. I was out of line. Yeah. Well, I think we need to change the tone there now. I think we've, we've said enough about that other team. Oh, well, before that, I want Jim to define culture. Give us a definition, Jim. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the attitude you show up with when you park your car and walk in and put your boots on. What are the, what are the hellos when you enter that room? You know, that is that is what culture is. Is everyone going, hey, man, how are you? Because you shouldn't be. <laughs> what you do. <laughs> how do you have any insight into this? What are you talking about? It needs to be just you walk in, hey, I'm really sorry about Saturday. I'm really sorry about Friday. I'm going to wear that one. That's how it should be running. And then you get out there and you punch each other in the face and fire up a bit because you got another one next weekend. 68 minute, that, that was my fault. Some yeah, ownership. I, I, Some ownership would be nice. Just, just if you, if in a few weeks' time, if you want to uh, read James's book, it is available at all local resellers. <laughs> called Ownership, Culture <laughs> and Ownership by Jimmy yeah. James. Um, yeah. And I think if 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 ever there was a case for black boots and shaved heads, it's this team right now. Yeah. No shit haircuts, no tights, and no coloured boots. Yeah, but just just for the record. Game. They're not allowed to tuck their shirt in. They're not worthy to tuck their shirt no, in. No, no, the slobs that they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's enjoy the drill-up because that was fantastic. I think that everyone in the country was going for the drill weren't they? Everyone in Melbourne was going for the drill <laughs> They didn't know it's on. <laughs> no, they right. didn't. Do you know what? You actually made the point, Blake, and I agree with you. The, the, the brilliance of ball in hand and the offloading is... Oh, is that probably- football? Is is great, but it was actually the scrum and set piece that actually uh, uh, there was a line out was a bit iffy, but uh, was uh, was was showed up and the scrum in particular. So uh, kudos to the to to the Drewer. They're going to get better, and um, even if they don't win another game, this is something to hold their to hang their hat on. So it should be in, immensely impressed. And that's just it. They are they are going to get, and they have gotten better. You know, mm-hmm. they've watched the footage. They've gone back, rewinded the tape had a look at where they could improve, implemented it at training, and then executed it to a higher standard on the weekend. 
And do you know what that stems from? A good AFL coach. Make the kick. <laughs> Make the kick. Um, but to their credit, the set piece is what was missing and, and that's what they tidied up. Yeah. So, so good on them. And they got the job done. And they stayed in the fight. Would they concede a try the first minute of the game or something? And it was like, oh, boy. Um, and then they just stayed in the fight, copped a yellow card and just kept going. Yeah, yeah. Just played to their strengths and, you know, took the wind out of their sails a little bit, that try that finished off the game. Um, but, fuck, the boys were up. Well done. Um, <clears throat> another team that, sorry, just just moving on to the last game. Um, you know, I actually tipped uh, the Crusaders to win by a lot more than what they did. And I think we need to pay uh, credit to um, Moana Pacifica. You know, first game of the Super Rugby competition, been in lockdown for a long period of time now with COVID. So huge kudos to them to, in this game. And um, I think they were a lot better than what uh, what we anticipated. You know, with 10 minutes to go, well, we always knew the Crusaders will win, but it was actually close with 10 minutes to go. So huge kudos to Mate, 14-5 at half time. 14-5 yeah. at half time. What a, what a performance yeah. by the Pacifica. What a debut. Exceptional rugby side. They would be a wrecking ball over on our side of the competition. <laughs> yes, they would. Steam through. <laughs> Can I ask, what was, uh, what was 14-5? The halftime score. And then he got 12 in a game, mate. The day with the five, Richard. Oh, I thought you were in there were up 14-5. That's why I was confused by that. Sorry. Come on, man. I was like, what did you mind? You got to, you got to bring more than that. You're the stat dude too. Can we trust you with these numbers? I'm at clandestine interviews. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll, I'll, I won't be here next week, boys. I'll take a week off and think what I've done and – Read Jim's book to make sure that I've got a bit of ownership about this. Culture and ownership. <laughs> it was minute 39. That was on me, boys. <laughs> I have no idea what minute we're up to. I hope that's correct. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Yeah, so right. I'm excited to see Pacifica uh, continue to grow next week because, as I said, they were still in with, uh, with 10 to go. I'm excited I- to not have a wedding this weekend and get to watch all the games live. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same, man. I'm the God, same. God, I've been missing it. My ego can't do the, the hit anymore of not fitting into previously bought suits. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot, isn't it? Stuff to bounce back from. It doesn't really work because you squeeze in, right, and then you drink 100 schooners. So you, where are they going? They're not going down. They go across, don't they? Just, just for the record, I don't, I'm not quite sure you could do a hundred schooners. What do, do you, do you, Blake? Can you back Jim's, uh, you know, uh, exaggeration? Or oh, he's a, he's a it? degenerate, Richard. Yeah, oh, okay. fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> don't underestimate uh, that. Oh, I could do it. Oh, I could do it. <laughs> uh, we look to next week to move away from. Yes, absolutely. Blues Highlanders, first game at North Harbour Stadium. Who are you going for? Mate, I'm hard on Blues. I'm glad they got the win. I thought it was important, um, but I'm back on. I'm going Blues here. Haven't uh, hit their straps yet, the Blues, but um, but I, I still think they're, they're the powerhouse outside of the Hurricanes. Crusaders, sorry. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to go with the Blues as well, and, and I'm very excited Um the two of us are check to get some more game time because uh, I caught up with my old man on the weekend as well. Um, and he may have been coaching in an unnamed subbies team in Sydney a few years ago. Um, and two of us are check may have filled in for a couple of games in the centres. Uh, and I remember watching him play. He shouldn't have been playing at that level, boys. He was a very good football player. Um, but good on him for coming down. So I'm excited to see how he goes. Yeah, boy, boys to men. That style. 
All right, next one, Rebels Brumbies. I'm never, I'm never, I'm never tipping the other the home team again. So I'm going Brumbies. Welcome to the light side. Finally, Richard. Jeez, we've been we've been telling you for three weeks now. Jim, I'm sorry. I will now follow your every word. <laughs> Any chance of a uh, resurgence here from them? No, move on. Okay, Hurricane Pacifico. Uh, I've got uh, this will be a cracker, but you've got to tip the canes, don't you? Mm. Yeah, you have to. By the way, but just going back to your point, Jim, there is a chance the Rebels could absolutely come back, but I just don't see it happening. But, um, it's another, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a game of rugby. You never know what could happen. A couple of yellow cards, poor refereeing. You never know. There's, it's it's a two horse race. Like it's not. There is a slight chance. I sent them a few yeah. first drafts of. Hold on, was Helen supposed to be doing an accent this week? There's only if the Tars won. Ah, yeah. fair enough. Fair that's enough. Dis- that's disappointing. You got that got that COVID haze, eh? <laughs> right on. Um, so yeah, Canes are going to be at Pacifica, but it, hopefully it'll be a good game. Okay, Crusaders Chiefs. Uh, so it is going to Sader. But is this the top of the table here, Crusaders Chiefs? No, Brumby's the top of the table, didn't you? No, nah, on the out? on the on the Kiwi side, man. On the real side. <laughs> if I'd have said that, you'd have shot me down. Absolutely. How dare <laughs> you? How dare you? Any video? Uh, okay. uh, yes, absolutely. It is. Yes. Well, this is something to tune in for. Hey. Yeah, no, I would like to think so. Yeah, it's better what we, <laughs> we do. come in here and talk about all the games every yeah. day. I just yeah. think what a product New Zealand rugby is, and it just doesn't come up in conversation when I'm speaking about rugby with people. It's all Wallabies. It's all Australian, which is great. But my God, what a product they've got going on over there! Yeah, it'll be great once the crowds are back. Yeah, yeah. and uh, then the um, Reds and and Drua. Look, Reds. Right. Yeah, might be a bit of a homecoming for the Reds after all the travel that they've been through. Um, mm. I reckon they might really enjoy being back at Suncorp. And uh, I don't know, put the boot in here, but the fair play to the Drua. I, I, I wrote them off last week. Yeah. And we know, I just want to go on a tangent here, but we know that this podcast sometimes reaches the top floor level 32 of Rugby HQ where the decisions are made. And I'd like to pitch something to him. Can we please make sure the game fucking starts at 7.45? Why am I waiting till 7.55, man? And then before I know it, it's 10 p.m. and we're in half time. And whilst we're pitching things, what's wrong with 7.30? What's wrong with 7.30? And while very, we're pitching things, what's wrong with 7? Just back uh, to back. That's a little there's a, crazy. There's a 45-minute no, yeah. window, sometimes it's, a 50-minute window it's, between it's that game and the second game. Yeah. Pre-kid, pre-kid, I'd had too many schooners in that window. I was too blind for the second game. Post-kid, I've put the Too many red down. wines. <laughs> too many red wines. I'm not enough. <laughs> Doesn't work. Uh, if we're posting ideas, can we can we just not have 75 million stoppages as well? Seriously, can we just get on with the game? And can Justin Harrison never commentate again? We're just throwing ideas out then. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Uh, go to the last game of the round, Tars Force. This is a bit tough oh, one to call. This is a tough one to call because they're both, you could argue that both teams have uh, are the favourites going into this. Um Obviously, Force looked really good before the last weekend, and, and uh, Tars have just about got a, they got there, but haven't quite yet. So that's Mark right. Card Oval, this yeah, weather, weather permitting, there might be a Jimbo Jones signing. Really? Yeah, signing copies, culture and ownership. <laughs> 
I'm at the Northern Stand. <laughs> oh, we'll look forward to seeing you there, Jim. Make sure you put a big sign up. Let us know we can see you on the TV. Uh, look, let's go with the Tars. I'm going to go with Tars. I'm going Tars here because, fuck, they've played good for no reward. I'm sick of agreeing with you two, but I kind of feel the same way. I feel like the force, their fairy tale was last week and they came up short. Oh, if you don't want to agree with this, man, then just go with the force. No, I'm going to go with the Tars. I had a shocking tipping week last week, though. Shocking. Mm, so that I didn't do very well either. <laughs> so don't, don't listen to us. No, absolutely oh, not. Don't, don't spend your pennies listening to us. No. There's only a 10 cent difference between the two teams as it stands on uh, Monday night here. Who's the favourite? So, What's the tar, difference? Tars, 1.84. Had you, have you got the lines there for the other games? Nah. nah. Line odds. i got the line odds. It's 1.5. Wait, which ones are you interested in? Oh, I guess it just makes tipping so much more interesting because then there's actually – it's not obvious. Yeah. Quickly from the top, real quick, Jim. It is. Right, 10.5 Blues Highlanders. See, now you're still tipping the Blues. Are they going to okay. win by 11? Yes. Probably. 17.5 Brumbies Rebels. Big. No, big I'm night. tipping the Rebels at that number. Not as big as this. 24.5 Canes. Yeah, Are they I'm, winning by 25 I'm, points? Yes, yes, I'm still taking the Canes. Richard? Yeah, I'm still taking the Canes, yeah. 6.5 Satyrs Chiefs. I'm still taking the Satyrs. Yeah, me too. We've got a 22.5 for the Reds Drua. Yeah, I'm still taking the Reds. I'm still taking the Reds. And a 1.5 Tars against the Force. So the Tars are the favourites? Yeah. I reckon I'm taking the Force with two points in the bank. I reckon that one's that close. That's where the money is, isn't it? Well, this is this is what I propose we do with our with our predictions. I mean, just just to put it out, I remember we uh, gamble responsibly. Oh, absolutely, Richard. Only only bet what you can lose. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe you do do that from now on because we got the proper tips and we show that how bad we are in that. We can do this as well. We can yeah. have a right milk. All right, so that's your roll, Jim. Mark that down on the minutes, please. Yeah, if you done. Could jot it. that down yeah. in between in between books. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm bringing shit. I'm bringing game of the week segments. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we should move on from that. Who's um? Who's bum of the week? Finish. Uh, yeah. Um, oh yeah. All right. Okay. We'll catch <laughs> you next week. Yeah. Catch you later, guys. <laughs>